I've just been I've been trying so I'm hard so to come in here and talk about the Treaty of Ghent. Okay, I'm trying to try to talk about the Treaty of Ghent. I'm always like, <laughs> you're like, wait one more thing. One more thing. I'm like, no, 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 please let me talk about the Treaty of Ghent. Okay. It's all I've Hi. been looking forward to all finally. day. Finally, okay, finally, Treaty of Ghent. Okay, yeah. so. This is Marissa Macy. And this is Trent Thompson. And you're listening to... Pardon Me. A Presidential, presidential History Podcast. Podcast. Yep. <laughs> Did I hit my T's? The I lips, can't. the lips, the gum, the tip of the tongue. The tip of the tongue. Right on 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 the tip of the you know what makes a rat-tat-tat sound? A gun? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Also a army drum. Oh, it does. <laughs> An army drum. And and the, that's my segue. Mm-hmm. Out of our intro. Uh-huh. Out of our ill-advised Very intro. tight intro. Our tight, tight intro. You know what is tight? Mm-hmm. An army drum. Mm. <laughs> you know what wasn't tight? Ooh. <laughs> the War of eighteen twelve. No, that was a loosey goosey war. <laughs> so, the ramp up to this war. Yeah. How many administrations are we talking, Trent? Three. Three. I think so. I mean, remember the quasi war uh, with Adams? That was like the pre-war of eighteen twelve, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So what's going on is in there's a world war going on in Europe. Napoleonic wars. Heard of right. them? Napoleon? Yes. Heard of them? Yes, but it is like everyone's fighting. Everyone's mm-hmm. busy mm-hmm. and they don't got time. For little old For little old America. Yeah. <laughs> but also America is like, we are gonna do some trading. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to mm-hmm. trade with whoever we want now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there was some conflict with that. There was they were, some... like, all excited about, like, oh, we're, in, we're a country. We're we a country trade. now. We're ready for trade. Yeah. And Britain and France were playing them, mm-hmm. playing them good, especially Britain. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, America is so full of herself at this point, right? Yeah. She's the belle of the ball. Yep. And she's like, I'm going to make these two countries fight for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so as the Napoleonic Wars are going, and this is like 18, well, it's the War of 1812. So we're leading up to that. Right, like 1801. Yeah, yeah, I guess. (laughs) I mean, the Napoleonic War goes on for a very long time. Yeah. Like decades. Uh, He is getting close to being exiled he is exiled in 1815 i believe yeah so this is this this is covering kind of like some peak years the war of 1812 does cover some of the peak years of the napoleonic war as far as like how things are coming to that that close so this is all this is this stuff's going on in europe it's a mess and britain and france are both trying to restrict trade right right so Basically, England realizes that the only way that they can kind of stop Napoleon's just taking over 
all of Europe, is by cutting off his supplies, which means they have to cut off America as a supplier. But there's already kind of... There's some feelings already between America and Britain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why? Why is that? (laughs) Yeah. What's the drama? I don't understand. Well, you know, we just finished up this little war and, like, got our freedom. (laughs) And then we kind of tried to go back to England. I mean... When America gets her freedom, the first thing she wants to do is start wheeling and dealing. Yep. With whoever. Yep. With whoever will wheel and deal, including so, England. England yeah. doesn't matter. And so in around 1807, the British Navy is losing people quickly and they start impressing uh, citizens. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes impressment. The, of, the imp- oh, yeah. it, they start so, impressing I, <laughs> American I can't get sailors. past that impressing means two mm-hmm. things. Yes, impressing I, means two. I think it's impressment, but you, you yes. can't. Is the verb impre- is the is. I'm gerunding it. Okay. Are you gerunding I'm it gerund- into impressing? Mm-hmm. Is it impressant? Impress, impressmenting? I wrote imp- down 1807 British impressment. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, the British Navy, I think we can agree, was impressive. Okay. <laughs> and so they were coming up on American ships, <laughs> impressing them with their outfits. First of all, they're like, look at this. Second of all, uh-huh. we're forcibly recruiting you <laughs> right. into much the like- British Navy. <laughs> exactly. But this is, again, you know, much like quartering of soldiers mm-hmm. was something that kind of ramped up escalated the tensions during you know the revolutionary war this is kind of like okay okay this is not great that like people are being robbed and like ships are being blown up and listen (sighs) cannons and ships i can't deal with cannons and ships it makes me so anxious which part oh like okay is it okay Mm -hmm. if the you have a cannon on your ship but there's no other ships around yes i don't mind that okay it's it is definitely the part where the cannons are being shooting at you at you or then make anyone nervous right i don't even like it the idea of our us having a cannon okay just because i feel like i don't want to sink on a boat that would be you don't want to stake on a boat (laughs) I don't want to sink. Oh, you don't want to sink on a boat. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, where are you going to wash your hands, Trent? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that must be why they call it the lavatory or something on a boat. Because otherwise... <laughs> the sink? Where's this? What? 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 <laughs> Getting buckets. And- <laughs> so... <clears throat> Okay, all this stuff is going on with mm-hmm. impressment, mm-hmm. and so Congress passes some non-importation acts and mm-hmm. embargoes, and trying to make the Europeans kind of like feel the burn mm-hmm. of like, ha ha ha, embargo, yeah. you can't have, you can't mm-hmm. use, a, you can't trade, no no no, <laughs> no no no, <laughs> um, and Europe is just kind of like, um, did someone hear something? Oh. They're not impressed with our They're not impressed. swagger. Nuh-uh. Ah, uh, okay. So this causes something of an economic depression mm-hmm. in the United States. Yeah. Um, and starting in 1808, when yeah. Madison becomes president, mm-hmm. he's kind of like instructing Congress to prepare for, for war. 
all this stuff has been leading up to it. He's kind of there sort of like, hey, we need to we need to prep for this. It's probably going to happen. Yeah. There's also a political faction, the Warhawks, that are kind of applying more pressure. And yeah. so in June of 1812, yes. Madison formally declares war. Yes. <clears throat> and this is the first time in the nation's history that we declare war. This is going to be re- expansion of republicanism. Mm-hmm. New England is like... Not happy. No, if we want to actually do this war. Yeah. We don't feel so good about this war because it's kind of far from us. And yeah, we'd rather just kind of hang out trading with everybody mm-hmm. and making mm-hmm. money. Wanting to continue that diplomacy. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, mm-hmm. what's interesting is this is kind of a herald of what's to come because right after we do this declaration of war, which takes about a month and a half to reach Britain. Yeah. The trade restrictions that were like a big issue and that Mm -hmm. were like cited in this war declaration Mm -hmm. get repealed in England before the declaration reaches them. Of course, we don't know about that. So then Britain's like, well, let's just wait and see what they do now that we've repealed it. But then the U.S. was like, no, we want to do war anyway. But actually, it's because of the impressment. Uh So we were kind of like doubled down on it. And at the time, which is this is all a little bit. That to me is kind of like that to me is like a little bit of a stupid move because Mm -hmm. we had roughly only 6,700 men in our army. Yeah. um, Versus 240,000 British soldiers all around the globe. Um, We did have like a okay Navy kind of remember Adams bolstering it up. Yeah. Jefferson took it down a notch, but there's still some Navy stuff going on. Yeah. But really, the ship power is coming from piracy Mm -hmm. and also from the industrial cities like Baltimore, um, up up in the Great Lakes area. Right. Also, it's this is a war on all fronts. This is another thing is like this is the last war before we get a freestanding army. Yeah. So this is the last war with like militias. Mm -hmm. And man, people just be retreating. I mean, people are just fleeing. And there's all these battles where it's very confusing because there are several factions and they're switching sides. And I mean. So I think our goal at the time as a nation with this war was basically just to secure these commercial rights yeah and and also this idea of like upholding national honor because mm-hmm. it's like it's a new nation mm-hmm. they're wanting to um have that strong mm-hmm. presence and then in the global theater mm-hmm. this is comes to be known as after the fact or uh, it comes to be known as the war, second war of independence mm-hmm. so close to the i mean this is less than 50 years yeah yeah uh, and and also one of the main goals is to capture the Canadian territory mm-hmm. and use that as like a large bargaining mm-hmm. chip. And this is also coming at the heels of the Louisiana Purchase. Yeah. And so this is about westward westward expansion mm-hmm. as well, and mm-hmm. and and holding on to that mm-hmm. territory there. So the that's kind of the goals going into it. Mm-hmm. Britain is just trying to um, put out fires at this point. Yeah. Now, something really important to note before we get into kind of the main things Mm -hmm. going on with the War of 1812 is that we had some pretty 
incompetent people mm. involved in the military. Mm-hmm. So we're not in the best shape no. military-wise. So we've got these militias. We've mm-hmm. got, I mean, we have people coming from all over with different levels of experience. A lot of the Revolutionary War heroes are now mm-hmm. pretty old. Um mm-hmm. And so it's in this weird transition where we just don't have the kind of military minds that mm-hmm. were there, you know, what, 40, 35 years, 30 years before? Ago, yeah. I mean, and the ones that are around are pretty yeah. old. Madison is going to have to choose between people that are experienced but old mm-hmm. and people who are inexperienced and young. And yeah. he goes with experience. Uh, and it doesn't go so well. So yeah, let's talk about William Hull and the uh, yes invade. So so with this idea of like they were like, well, we're just gonna go take Canada. Yeah, that was the thing. Like we're yeah. gonna go take Canada. So so William Hull was a Revolutionary War hero, mm-hmm. and at the time of war- the War of eighteen twelve breaking out, he was the governor of the Michigan Territory. So yes. we're pretty close to Canada up there. Mm-hmm. By Michigan. He's 58 years old. Okay. He has not been in battle in 30 years. Right. And he's been enjoying a life of luxury a little bit too much. Mm. He's, he's not not fit for ah. command. Ah. Yes. I see what yes. we're saying. He's been, he's been, uh, he hasn't been like running drills. No. It's, okay. it's yeah, this is yeah. not a good, this isn't good from the start. Okay. Yeah. So he takes over command of the 4th Infantry and the Ohio Militia, mm-hmm. and he heads up to just go on and take that kind of the western part of Upper Canada. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a vessel mm-hmm. which contained William Hull's personal papers Ooh. that outlined the strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. And also his own like deep personal fear of, Mm. you know, fighting in this war. Mm -hmm. Now, this vessel gets intercepted by uh, Britain. Mm -mm. And so they have this like huge advantage. Like they basically know all the strengths, weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And they also know that William Hull is like terrified to like go do that. He's particularly terrified of like the native people yeah. that are allied with the British where right. they're heading in upper Canada. Mm-hmm. He's just in these, as they're crossing into Canada, mm-hmm. right? Like from Detroit. So like around Fort Detroit, he is going on and on and on and on <laughs> to anyone who will listen mm-hmm. about how horrible this is going to go. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's not bringing it. Yeah. He's like doing the opposite listen, of bringing it. Paul, that is not how you manifest. Okay. You can't put that in the universe. <laughs> he, he, he manifested the wrong he thing. He did. Well, he was <laughs> straight up terrified of yeah. the Indians. Yeah. So yeah, he basically <clears throat> was like, I'm not even going to try. So Mm-mm. so what happens is they, they cross into Canada mm-hmm. and they cut these Native people. I think it's First Nations because mm-hmm. it was in Canada. Oh, So right. they cut Hull's lines of communication so mm-hmm. that he's isolated. Mm-hmm. And then the British basically, with these allies, ask for surren- the surrender yeah. At Fort Detroit. Mm-hmm. Not like expecting him to sur- I mean, they think he might because they've read his, mm-hmm. you know, journal or his mm-hmm. diary 
Um, but um, they don't actually think he's just going to surrender that easily, but he does. He just yeah. gives it to them. He's like, I surrender. I'm yeah, so yeah. scared. He asked um, for like three day ceasefire. They're not going to get it. But before he even waits for the answer, he's out. He's he's like, they yeah. describe him as like being kind of sitting on the floor, like kind of. In fetal position. In fetal position, like with tobacco juice running down his face as he's like, just, uh, uh, you know, he's not. Not his best day. No. And so no. he gets he gets court-martialed, mm-hmm. is sentenced to execution. Yeah. Madison does, like, pardon him or stay the yeah. sentence or whatever it is he, because of his war record during the revolutions. Yeah. But then he spends the rest of his days trying to, disgraced. like, you know, and he's disgraced. Yeah. I mean, and rightfully so. That's pretty sad. I mean, uh, yeah. 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 Um, so <laughs> that's, one, that's one thing that's going on. So we're up trying to – so l- let me just say – we're not going to go through battle after no. battle, but we try to mm-hmm. do stuff in Canada. Mm-hmm. It is pretty much a massive failure, except mm-hmm. for we do, we like burn this, the town of York. Oh, yeah. Which and is like modern day, where modern day Toronto, Toronto is. Yes. And that happens, but we don't, we don't like maintain any land up there for any amount of time. Like it's just a total failure. Yeah. Um, I want to say that. Madison believes that the Canadians will see Americans as like liberators. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that he, there's this famous quote from Thomas Jefferson where he says that um, taking Canada will be a mere matter of marching. If (laughs) we just go and get it, they'll give it to us. They'll give it to us. Yeah. Yeah. and that's not what happens. That they, is not <clears throat> what happens. No, they do not just give it to us, and it does not happen that way. So that's what's going yeah. up in there. It's a total disaster. So that mm-hmm. that is all from summer of eighteen twelve, mm-hmm. like, and then York happens in spring of eighteen thirteen. Mm-hmm. Now, what's also going on is in the Northwest Territory. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Tecumseh and Mm -hmm. the Indian Federacy. So I want to make a really clear distinction. Mm -hmm. Tecumseh's war can Mm -hmm. be separated from the Mm -hmm. War of 1812. So this isn't actually, it is related to and and interlocks with the War of 1812, but it is a separate fight. Um, And it starts in 1811. Shawnee leader Tecumseh, he journeys from ohio Mm -hmm. from ohio like ohio country whatever i don't Mm -hmm. know if it's a territory at that point Mm -hmm. or what south for two thousand miles Mm -hmm. recruiting tribes to like a native confederacy that he believes could withstand the united states um basically wants to unionize the tribes right exactly Yeah. yeah and this is this goes over well closer to the Northwest Territory mm-hmm. where he's like coming from. Mm-hmm. Further south he goes, he doesn't really have that much luck. Really, truly, like unifying everyone. Yeah, but this is the last time mm-hmm. that Native peoples will mobilize together. Yeah, with a European military ally. Yeah. Right. This is because after this, spoiler yeah. alert, mm-hmm. Britain kind of. Like it's, po- does not like stops helping yeah. like the native peoples. It's, it, it's over. That shameful. part's over. Yeah. So in fall of 1813, uh, Tecumseh's Confederacy, mm-hmm. the Indian Confederacy um, of these mostly Northwest mm-hmm. 
territory, Native American tribes is crushed at the Battle of Thames? 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 T- Thames? Thames? Probably Thames, like the Thames River. Mm-hmm, yeah. Now, are we going to... Hold on. What? Uh, William Henry Harrison? Yes. Okay, this, we're, oh, listen, we're going to... Yes. Yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. So William Henry Harrison, here he comes. Here he comes. Tip a canoe. Once I heard that... I was like, uh-oh, pay attention. Uh-oh, pay attention. This is important. All right, if I know anything about presidential history, it's the word Tippecanoe. Tip okay. <laughs> William Henry Harrison is heavily involved in mm-hmm. Tecumseh's war. Mm-hmm. We will get more into that when we get to him. He's the ninth president yes. of the United States. But already here we are. We're getting war heroes mm-hmm. that will be future presidents. Yes. So that's, take, a, take note. Take note. Take note, because... Andrew Jackson's coming yeah. up. Battle on, of New Orleans. Here he comes. Yeah, here he comes. Uh, so Battle of Thames mm-hmm. ends in to to come results in Tecumseh's death, death, which leads to the end of even though the war Tecumseh's war technically, mm-hmm. depending on how you measure it, continues mm-hmm. like until 1815 and beyond. This this like pushback yeah. against westward expansion. Mm-hmm. It leads to the inevitability of that the the confederacy ending the indian confederacy yeah, ending yeah, there yeah. so that's what's going on in the northwest territory mm-hmm. now so we've got we've got our issues in canada we've got all this going on in the northwest territory mm-hmm. now what happens is so it's a mess it's a mess mess yeah, mess, mess, mess mess britain is busy mm-hmm. blah 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 now Here's where the tide changes. Okay. Okay. April of 1814, mm-hmm. Napoleon mm-hmm. goes into his first exile. Mm-hmm. Okay. The fact that this guy has multiple exiles is crazy. Crazy. Trouble. This guy's yeah. trouble. So there's this brief peace in Europe, which allows Britain to shift and be like, okay, now, now we have a minute to deal with that. Listen, America has been the most annoying little mosquito. Yes. And no one's had time to mess with us. Right. And now... Shifting resources. Like the whole force of the British Empire is like, all right, look. All right, look. Okay. We're about... This is going to be bad. <laughs> You've been annoying us? You just for wait. For two years. You just wait till we catch you. Here we come. Here we come. So they start a lightning campaign. Yeah. And they really show us who's boss. Mm-hmm. So uh, July 25th, 1814, there's yeah. the bloodiest ever land engagement like mm. between these two forces. Battle of Lundy's Lane, which Ooh. is a mile west of Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. And this is by the New York-Canada border, right? Mm-hmm. So this is like... This totally ends any American mm-hmm. idea of annexing Canada or mm-hmm. using it as a bargaining trip that's totally off the table yeah. here. After this point, like, or around, so all this stuff happens, like, mm-hmm. around the same time this lightning campaign. Yeah. Uh, is when Britain comes mm-hmm. in. I think we talked about this in the Madison episode when mm-hmm. they invaded mm-hmm. D.C., Oh. They burn the White House. Dolly right. runs out with the painting of George Washington. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't the White House yet, but it becomes the White House because mm-hmm. they burn it down. And when we rebuild it, It'll be... we paint it white. Yeah. And then also the attempt to take Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I'm doing very aggressive hand motions yeah, yeah, that yeah. you can. I hope you can hear I it. hear them. You hear them. I em. feel them. You're about you to feel not. You know, why are yeah. you? Yes. Why am I vigorously why doing my Why are you vigorously doing this? I'm like 
England's mm, going. Mm, they're going. Mm, they're they're like in there. They're for a fight. Yeah, like they're, <laughs> they're fighting. Uh, and so they, they attempt to take Baltimore, which inspires the Star Spangled Banner, yes. which is our national anthem. So how do you, how do you feel about the Star Spangled Banner? <clears throat> um, so confession. I do it. When I was pretty young, for mm-hmm. reasons I'm not going to like fully, fully, fully get into, mm-hmm. I think I just decided I didn't do the pledge and wow. I didn't do the national anthem. Yeah. And um, since then, I've neither said the pledge or sung the national anthem since. Oh, really? So I will say that I, yeah, I don't know. Complicated relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, I know that there are verses that are I don't know by heart but that mm-hmm. have offensive lines in them. Mm-hmm. I just speaking of the part that we sing that we yeah. that we actually yeah. sing. I was in like choirs and stuff. So I have sung the national anthem many 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 times. Mm-hmm. And I actually can get really emotional about it. It's a very beautiful poem. Mm. you could get me to cry if i did it but like i do understand also it's a very complicated thing to have those feelings about it was when he wrote the poem Mm -hmm. he wrote it down in 20 minutes yeah like just all these thoughts yeah so as far as that goes i do feel like it captured a very like yeah crazy moment because it was a it was a 25 hour battle trying to take baltimore and it was yeah it's it was a there was one battle where there's essentially like seven American ships in the harbor. Mm-hmm. And then to take it over, the British will kind of have to kind of come in mm-hmm. through a, a bay. And so the person captaining these American ships, he basically has um, them stationed out anchored. And so then when the British come in and they fire, they fire on these sides and the, uh, and then the guy can just turn his ships around mm. and pre- present like a new side mm-hmm. to them that hasn't. And the British obviously can't do that. And so oh. they're, yeah, it's a lot of like, it's a lot of real, like you, your weapons are not accurate, uh-huh. but if they hit, uh-huh. they really hit Yeah, and they destroy indiscriminately. People, ugh, when you, people weren't, weren't like dying because they got hit by a cannonball. Sorry. They would die because, like, the cannonball hit the side of the boat with send, like, sent projectile shards of wood oh that would gosh. then, like, hit you. And there would be, like, blood. I mean, oh. bloody, bloody war. Gosh, cannons are... Cannons. Get out of nice. here, cannons. Get out of here, cannons. Uh, okay. Dolly Madden. Let me tell you, Dolly. Oh, Dolly. Go. What? I don't have the quote, but Dolly has this thing where she's like, look, if there had been a cannon in every window of the White House, I'd have defended it. I mean, <laughs> but she's like, but the people who would have had to put it there left before me. I mean, <laughs> like she, she would, she, she probably knows how to like shoot a cannon, but yeah. I don't know if she could load a cannon. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying because she's a woman, but she no, just no, might no. not know how to load a cannon. It, like, listen, do you know how to load a cannon? No, I, I absolutely don't. I, neither of us do. It's not even that. It takes four, it like takes 12 people to operate a cannon. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot because it's heavy. <gasps> Cannons yeah. are like, listen, I mean- Cannons are not efficient weapons at all. There's a reason we don't use them anymore. The only cannon I use yeah. is... Nick Cannon? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try and say something about a cannonball, but I couldn't yeah. figure out the mechanics of the joke. But 
Oh, like if uh, what if what if Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. had written a song instead of the Star Spangled Banner? <laughs> I came in like a cannonball. Oh wait, if uh, what's his name? Key Francis Scott, Scott Key. Key had written Cannonball. Cannonball. Because there were so many cannonballs. There were so many cannonballs. Maybe he did. And oh, we are, this is the was... beginning of us uncovering a Miley Cyrus, see, hold on. Uh, Francis Scott Key yeah. conspiracy. Here's how. Uh, okay. <laughs> you came in like a cannonball. All you wanted was to splinter my hull. <laughs> All you ever do was wreck me. Listen. Okay. Cut that out. Okay. Save it. Okay. Mail it to us. Okay. So it's trademarked. Okay. Anyway, back um, to the point, which is. You know what? Yeah, what? go ahead. No, I was going to say oh, no. it should be like, all I wanted was to crack your hole. <laughs> so put that in. Okay. Yeah. Because the other part, I didn't do it as well. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's all good. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, hey, I did more for I did more for the War of eighteen twelve than uh, Hall did. You did more for the eight, War of eighteen twelve than Miley Cyrus did. That's for sure. <laughs> what is she doing? Nothing. She's Miley Cyrus. Well, listen, she's has sung the Star Spangled Banner quite a few times, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, okay. Well, actually, what I would like to know, here's what I would like. I would like the person who has sung it the most times. And then what I'd also like is the person who has sung it for the most people. Okay. So now, like, Beyonce mm-hmm. sings the Star Spangled Banner in front mm-hmm. of the Super Bowl. That's, mm-hmm. like, however many million people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're just singing, like, Little League game mm-hmm. out in... Every, but every week. But every week, you're never going to catch up. And you're the only one in town who can sing, sing because of a terrible yeah. singing accident it's that happened. It's a difficult happened. song yeah. to sing. Because mm-hmm. you got to start really low. Yeah. You gotta and then you got to go really high. Yeah, because... da 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 yeah, that's the hard uh-huh. part. But uh-huh. if you but you don't know until you get too far. Right. If yeah. you've You're like, uh oh. Uh oh. I <laughs> can't do like, this. When you're like, and the rocket's red, and then you crack, oh you're <laughs> if you can't get to the rocket's red glare, you're messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Just a little I also would like to see some stats on what percentage of Americans can sing it correctly. Mm. Oh, do you could you Could I? You couldn't, right? Like, no, I, I okay. have no I can only sing in a very specific range that uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is not yeah, yeah, yeah. high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. This is me trying anyway. to trick you into singing it like bit by bit. I No, 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 no. You're not going to trick me into singing never, it. I would never do that. I would never. I wouldn't do it. Okay. I pull out a Let pitch pipe. Some- <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here. I'm open, trying to get back to I the- open the door and there's like an organist. <laughs> No, no, listen, listen I would there never. was an organist. <laughs> and I would maybe, maybe I'd do it. Maybe do it. Yeah. Okay. Now we know. Now, now you know what it's going to I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I've just been, I've been trying so I'm hard so to come in here and talk about the Treaty of Ghent. Okay. I'm trying to try to talk about the Treaty of Ghent. I'm always like. <laughs> You're like, wait, one more thing. One more thing. I'm like, no, no, no. Please let me talk about the Treaty of Ghent. Okay. It's all I've Hi. been looking forward to all finally. day. Okay. Finally. Treaty of Ghent. Okay. Go. So. Peace negotiations start when mm-hmm. things start looking really bad for us. So mm-hmm. 
Which is all that stuff that just happened with mm-hmm. Baltimore and the White House and do 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 England's coming in and like Boy. whooping our bottoms. And us as Americans are like, ooh, maybe we want a treaty. <laughs> maybe we want a treaty. <laughs> we don't maybe I know we've been fighting with everybody and we've had the home field advantage the whole time, but maybe we don't want to have a treaty now. Maybe we'd like to not fight now. <laughs> so we sorry (laughs) basically so on december 24th Mm -hmm. christmas eve 1814 the treaty of ghent they agree upon it however yeah on january 8th 1815 Mm -hmm. so like what two three weeks later yeah a little bit later two weeks later two weeks later yeah andrew jackson victories against Great Britain in the Battle of New Orleans. So it's signed, of course, just like at the beginning of the war. Mm -hmm. uh, Things are so slow that uh, we just, we, we, the timing is messed up. Now, this is kind of our, this is when Andrew Jackson kind of enters the national sphere. Like he had been fight, he, he, was involved in the war prior to that, mm-hmm. but this is his big victory, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Yay, we won this battle!" Yeah. And it was a big win. Da da da. Mm-hmm. Now we've already won. No one won the war. It was a treaty, and well, it was kind of. So let me talk about what's in the treaty again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the terms of peace were status quo antebellum, yep. which means the way things were before the war, mm-hmm. meaning that. Nothing was gained, nothing was lost, mm-hmm. except the fact that, well, so all land goes back to original yes. owners, um, but what happens and the, the real loss, mm-hmm. right, which is obviously not part of the treaty, is that Britain stops supporting the American Indians yeah. Yeah. Uh, with their raiding and trade mm-hmm. restrictions and all the things that they were doing to... Mm-hmm stop westward expansion and have some kind of hope for Mm -hmm. retaining land um that that with without britain's support there a lot of that becomes almost impossible from this point britain would have liked to have had the area that is kind of like Michigan, kind of around the lakes area, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. be so, yeah. a buffer area yeah. to curtail westward expansion. And I mean, honestly, it seems like, well, it doesn't seem like very much everyone involved is trying to see how they can use the native people for their own yes. means. Yeah. And there was a lot of them fought with the hope that yeah. Britain would recognize yeah. kind of that like this a recognized like mm-hmm. nation mm-hmm. in North America as part of the peace negotiations. Mm-hmm. This does not happen. No. So yes, it is a huge defeat. Yeah. Let's talk about what this means as far as like where what what does this war mean? Now we know mm-hmm. for us whether we're aware of it or not, it gives us the like icon of the White House. Yep. You know, and it gives us the Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm. But don't give up the ship. Don't give up the ship. Don't give up the ship. I don't know that. Yeah, it's a navy expression. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that came from this too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the ship was subsequently <clears throat> given up a few minutes later. Okay. <laughs> but it, it was it became a rallying cry okay. next time. Yeah. Right. Next time, don't <laughs> give up the ship. Well, 
<laughs> much like remember the Alamo, you know? <laughs> right. It's it's more like a sentiment. Next time, remember the... <laughs> Next time, we're giving up the ship this time. Next time, do not. Do not give up the ship. <laughs> okay, but, 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 but immediately after the war, so that, that's kind of our mm-hmm. lasting legacy mm-hmm. is like we kind of, if you do know anything about the War of 1812, mm-hmm. it's probably like very vague things about, mm-hmm. you know, White House, Star Spangled mm-hmm. Banner. But immediately after the war, it was kind of this scene because of Andrew Jackson's victory, mm-hmm. even though it did not have anything to do with us yeah. signing a peace treaty or whatever. Yeah. It was it was kind of this like cre- helped create this big patriotic mm-hmm. nationalistic mm-hmm. surge. Uh, and the war was thought of as the second war of independence. Yeah. Yeah. And as time moves on. This this like really glorious feeling mm-hmm. about it moves into more of an I general idea of kind of the American. We sort of think, well, it wasn't that great of a war, and yeah. oh, okay, the treaty, and okay, okay, we see now, but okay, it still represents the general idea of the birth of American yes. freedom. But eventually it was recognized as mm-hmm. kind of a stupid war. Yeah. <laughs> and a huge loss for the Indian Confederation under mm-hmm. King Tecumseh and kind of ushering into yeah. us into kind of a darker era yeah. in with with the native peoples. Yeah. So I want to briefly talk about England, mm-hmm. legacy. Mm-hmm. No significant legacy, yeah. <laughs> really. Because the the Napoleonic Wars are mm-hmm. such a bigger thing, yeah. That like it's War of 1812 isn't really that important yeah. in the grand scheme of like British history. Yeah, they were saying, um, I believe, uh, 1812 to 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 the British, mm-hmm. 1812 is the year that Napoleon marches on Moscow. Right. So, yeah, yeah, like is, they got bigger problems. This is like a little side war they're fighting. Right. You know. Now for Canada. Yeah. War of 1812, the legacy of it is mm-hmm. Tecumseh is remembered for yes. losing his life defending Upper Canada, yes. even though obviously there were there was more yeah. motivation in that other than like defending. This is mm-hmm. just a, a way that he is remembered. Mm-hmm. I'm not Canadian, so I can't speak too much to the legacy of War of 1812. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but there's also Laura. Sick, oh boy it's like it's like the word second but it's not quite so i think it's Secure. laura laura Secour, and she was like a hero that was allegedly like mm-hmm. ran through the woods for 20 miles or something i heard swampland well okay it was some kind of <laughs> she had a i'm just saying if it was swamp she had a wet dress she had a wet old dress <laughs> That's uncomfortable. It is not. It makes it harder yeah. to run. It's harder to war- to warn. Well, she was warning yeah. the British and the Canadian yeah. troops of an impending attack. Yeah. And so the War of eighteen twelve, at mm-hmm. least from what I understand for Can- for Canadians, is kind of a touchstone of nationhood and yeah. kind of yeah. this pushback against American aggression. Mm-hmm. You know, of mm-hmm. like, oh, we're gonna expand. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of a pushback against that. So yeah. if Right, and if you're Canadian, if tell you're, us oh. about your thoughts on the War mm-hmm. of 1812. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, kind of a... And we'll get into... Yeah. Well, hmm. I mean, th- this war is going to keep coming up because yeah. it really went on for so long. So, mm. Listen, we're going to be getting in... And our next episode will be on Monroe. 
mm-hmm. and and this is kind of ushering us in gently mm-hmm. into a new era yeah. or we have a couple we're a couple presidents yeah. away i should say from a totally different era that is more reflective of of kind of what we're the america that we're entering into post mm-hmm. war of 1812 so it's like the fact yeah. that you know monroe is going to be going into a to some good vibes yeah. You know. I'm excited for Monroe. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, because he starts so young. He did start young. So we're just going to kind of sweep through. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, I hope you're excited about Monroe too, yes. listener. Yeah. And if you have corrections, questions, comments, concerns, feedback, yeah. insults, compliments. <gasps> Why would you even give them the idea of insults? To give an insult? Yeah. Well, I mean, if they have one. I guess one. we should. We if should, they have one. We need to have thick skin. I, I, yeah, I, I. We like, if it's old, a good I, insult. Yeah. I don't want people just like hurling, you know, a hundred pound insults at us, Mm-mm. splintering the holes of our <laughs> self esteem. I am not old iron sides when it comes to confidence. Uh huh. No. Are you only going to speak in canon metaphors from now on? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. I'll buckle up. Okay, buckle up. All right. <laughs> Welcome to my new pet podcast called Canonade. <laughs> it's the only word I could think of with the word canon in it. <laughs> mm. well, <laughs> I believe that's uh, that's it. Yeah, Did, we don't need to do an astrological sign for the War of eighteen twelve. <laughs> what would we do it for? <laughs> no, for the war. For the war. <laughs> uh, well, when I, was the war born? When was the war born? Well, June first. That would make it uh, Gemini, <laughs> <laughs> which is not unfair. I mean, it is like very like. There's a lot of like, man, War of eighteen twelve. A Gemini. A Gemini. Classic. Classic. Gemini. Classic Gemini behavior. <laughs> if there's anything I know about the War of 1812, mm-hmm. it's that it inspired the greatest canon-involved song in classic music. Okay. Oh, okay. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Da, 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 da. And we're sure this comes from the War of 1812. Not at all, Not at all Not sure. At all. You're talking about the 1812 overture? Yeah. Okay. This has been Pardon, Pardon me? me, a presidential history, history podcast. podcast.